You're listening to a DM podcast. Welcome to Over the Back Fence. I'm Di Edwards. I'm Nicola Dale, and we're buddies of nearly four decades. And yes, we actually do happen to share a back fence. We do. <laughs> we love parties, people, inspirational stories, and honestly, making the most out of life. <laughs> so join us as we open our hearts, share our stories, and hear from some of the most inspirational people in the world. And have a laugh <laughs> along the way. Yeah. Enjoy. Enjoy. <laughs> Woohoo! Woohoo, Diney, this is a special double bonus episode today. Today they're going to get two for the price of one. Hey, double the fun. (laughs) (laughs) We're starting off. You know who we've got first of all? Dr. Tim Sharpen. Do you know what his nickname is? Uh, it might be Dr. Happy. Dr. Happy, we love all that. Great name. It's a great name. That's, yep. that's right up our alley. Yeah, he's you know? great. And you know what he says? It's okay not to be okay. Yeah. I like the fact that he takes a different take on happiness. Yep. And he's very honest and raw about it, the way he introduces his own personal story too. Yep. So people can empathise and relate to him. Look, I love him. I love everything about him. Mm. And we've also got yes. Muffy Churches. An, an interesting name, isn't it? It's, Muffy a, it's a great yeah. name. She, she's, she's been around for quite a while and I've been, both you and I actually, we went and heard her speak a few years back. She's a life coach. Yeah. Her book, yeah. Coach if, Yourself. What, what, what's the word you and I both love? It's called... Inspiration. Inspirational. And She's the queen of it. She, she truly is. If you're feeling flat or need a little bit of inspiration to change, make changes in your world, believe me, she'll fill in that little hole. Absolutely. And she will fill your cup up. Fill She's, your cup yeah, up. Well, we're starting up. off with Dr. Yeah. Tim Acker. Mm-hmm. Happy? <laughs> enjoy. I, yeah, enjoy. <laughs> hey, Daddy, I'm feeling really happy. Oh, I like happy. I'm feeling really happy because I am seeing you and you, honestly, you make me happy. Oh. And I want to you share that. You make me that. happy. And I it's have a mutual admiration society. It is, but you know what? Sometimes you have to express it and yeah. I haven't seen you for quite a long time. And well, a week. A week. <laughs> Would you want? I know I love you, but... (laughs) But, uh, So what's been happening? Where have you been the last week? Hamilton Island Race Week. Woo, I was there. Was it last year with you? Yeah, you did. You did. That's where you had a little passion, I did, actually, yeah. (laughs) So, look, it was amazing. Like, I'm very lucky because the two main boats, Comanche and Wild Oats, a lot of the sailors' wives I know from Wild Oats, so I just luckily get to go to a lot of the events. And let me tell you, you go from one to the next to the next, and you're on an island, and it's like this crazy sailing, healthy sailing <laughs> week, and they're all the wives and girlfriends just going, on. yeah, like seriously punning on. And yeah, it was. It was a great week for me. You'll laugh because normally you're always saying to him, I'm going to be on the wagon, I'm going to be <laughs> yeah. this, so I can imagine that's not yeah. the week to do it. No, <laughs> it's it's like it's all about So can drinking. I just ask a question yeah. then? Was there another kiss? Yes. Woo-hoo! Yeah, there was. I it was a, had a, had a fabulous kiss, gorgeous kiss, and that always the makes it more interesting. Then, isn't it? Uh, possibly. But look, Hamilton Island, you go to the airport, you're up two hours, you land, you've got to bloody golf buggy waiting for you at the airport. Mm-hmm. There's no passports, there's no visas, no nothing. And off you go and you just 
have the time of your life. So yeah, so I like literally grab life, felt like I was 42. Excellent. And, and had the time of my life. Well, so yeah. Yahoo. Yeah. So if I haven't been in contact, you know why. No, that's right. Well, she's been <laughs> answering text messages and whatever. So I'm happy that you're alive. And, and she's I'm, alive and, and well. And I'll tell you what, I'm really happy because we have got somebody extraordinary die. Yeah, that's a perfect day for it. fence. Yeah. So it's an absolute joy mm. to welcome Dr. Tim Sharp, famously known as Dr. Happy. Dr. Tim is an internationally renowned leader in the field of positive psychology. He's a writer, he's a coach, a keynote speaker, a professor with three degrees, founder <laughs> of the Happiness Institute. <laughs> so, well, we all want to be happy, so let's find out how. Welcome. Welcome. Oh, thanks so much. That, that's the best introduction I've ever had, I think. Wow. So, I was just having a quick chat to Tim before we approached the microphones and I kept an article about Tim a few years back and I'll never forget it because it was a full page of this man talking about happiness. I thought at the time that's so lacking in our world today and you really impressed me so I kept that article and I said to Nick we've got to get him on. But Tim my question to you is I mean we can't be happy 24-7. No not at all. I know that's a really short succinct (laughs) Without a question mark, but it's a statement like, we can't, can we? Not at all. And, yeah. and it's actually something I talk a lot about. Yeah. And in fact, it's something, well, I talk a lot about it in a number of ways. So one, for example, quite a few years ago, my Twitter handle, well, my Twitter handle is still technically Dr. Happy. But quite a few years ago, I changed the little line below that saying, Dr. Sometimes, but not always happy. Wow. And I did that for a couple of reasons. One, because as you quite rightly said, one of the greatest myths and misconceptions that becomes an obstacle to real happiness is unrealistic expectations. Mm. If we expect to be happy every minute of every day, we're really just setting ourselves up for failure. And that just creates disappointment and frustration, which is obviously not what Mm. we want. But the other part of that, obviously, and I don't know if we'll have time to go into this in great depth, but but I've actually experienced significant unhappiness in my life. I've experienced significant mental ill health and mostly depression and anxiety. And I wanted to come out and talk more about that because that's actually, that's an important part of happiness as well, is acknowledging that, well, for many of us, not necessarily everyone, but acknowledging and accepting that and finding ways to manage that. Happiness is kind of two things in a way. One, it's about promoting the positives, but it's also about, for many of us, managing some of those negative stresses, traumas in life as well. And for a lot of people... That's a big thing. So it's embracing things such as depression rather than pushing it down, having awareness around it. I'm glad you used that word, actually, because that's something I've been really thinking and talking and writing a lot more about. In fact, I... (laughs) I'm going to do a little plug, actually. I've got a new book coming out next year. Um, do it. And that's yeah. fair. What's the name uh, of that? Is it? It may well change. It's called Lost and Found. And that's a metaphor um, for nice. being lost in life, for losing our tra- you know, track of our goals, for, for losing happiness almost at, at times, um, but then finding ourselves within that. And I think, um, you know, like a lot of people, I've spent much of my life trying to fight it off, trying to mm-hmm. fight off depression, trying to fight off anger, trying to fight off all those, you know, what in psychology we often call them negative emotions. And I don't really like to call them that because it implies they're bad mm. and they're not bad. They're perfectly normal parts of the human experience. You know, it's, it's normal to be anxious at times. It's normal to feel stressed. You know, we all have stresses in our lives, whether it's relationship stresses or financial stresses or work stress or, or all of the above. Yeah. And by trying to fight them, we, we know from the research and a lot of us know from experience that the more you try to fight these things off, the more they fight back. And mm-hmm. it just becomes a sort of, it's a no-win battle. But if we can accept them, and what I've come to really talk a lot about is embracing them, finding the good 
within the bad, I think is actually the answer. That's music to our ears, It is, really. yeah. Because yeah. it is. It's, you know, look, we had Gus on who was... Um, Gus gotcha, Warland. Gus Warland for what, you know, um, Gotcha for Life too. And he's, mm. you know, um, he's really sort of supporting the battle of with depression and <coughs> reaching out. And I think, you know, for you with discussing that and how we, like so many of us, have those feelings there and just the tools that you can use to lift yourself up what tools would you say you know people ask me sometimes Mm. ask me you know what's what's the most Mm. important lesson you learn or if you went Mm. back in time um, Mm. and that's so the the two things I keep coming back to that I wish I'd known decades ago I suppose is uh, something that's become more common now this idea that it's okay not to be okay you probably and it's become a common hashtag and but I don't mind repeating it because I love it it's just simple succinct to the point exactly exactly and that's why it's caught on and that's why and And there's no shame to it because I think some people feel Yep. Get shame or yep. embarrassed because you know you flatten you down, so you sort of put on the happy face. But it can be worse. I'm okay. Oh no, I'm the, fine. Yeah, <laughs> well, you're say, not. You know what? I'm not well yeah. today. I'm yep. And I like it. Die. Well, sometimes I love say, people not, more when yeah, they show the their girl, vulnerability. I'm not having a good day. You know, when we've it's just so common. So yes. many of us experience this. It's almost bizarre that we've tried to hide it for so long. Why? How did that, that come well, that, about? Because that goes to the next bit, I suppose. So the first bit, I always say it's okay not to be. The other thing is we're not alone. And the problem has been we've always felt alone. So I felt alone because no one talked about it. Yes. So yes. when I had my worst, earliest bouts of depression when I was a, my, my late teens, I suppose, towards the end of or just after school, actually, was when I had the worst of it. No one talked about any of it. So I literally, I, I thought I was the only person in the world having depression. Now, that seems to me, you know, that's absurd mm. when I think about it now. But going back, that was at a time, you know, that was before Are You OK Day. That was before Got You For Life. That was before Beyond Blue and all these fantastic initiatives that we now thankfully have. But unfortunately, even though, well, even though we do now have these fantastic initiatives, we still need to keep working on smashing that stigma. If you've got a toothache, no one is ashamed of going to the dentist. Mm-hmm. If your car breaks down, Love no us. one's embarrassed mm-hmm. about going to see the mechanic. There's no reason whatsoever that we should be ashamed, embarrassed about having a, a mental health problem as opposed to a physical health problem. And then who mm. is the best person? Is it to go to your psychologist? Is it go to, to uh, you know, your friend? Or is it to go to, what? what is the, is the right tool like a psychologist? To go well, to a psychiatrist? That's a great or? question. I think it's important to differentiate what I would call sort of normal, appropriate levels of distress that we all experience at some time in our life from you know, major depressive disorder and major anxiety. So, so the, the metaphor I sometimes use is that as a yeah. parent, you know, I'm sure at some stage in your life, one of your children became ill and you might give them Panadol. You don't need a medical degree to do that. You don't need a medical degree to put a Band-Aid on or to do minor first aid. Mm. So friends can do minor first aid. That's a good point, isn't it? That's very well put. There's a point at which you go to the GP or a medical specialist Mm. for a broken arm, for a serious cut that needs stitches. You know, parents can't, most parents (laughs) can't do stitches. or. um, And I think it's the same with mental health. So, you know, I think friends and family can do a hell of a lot. And they can be massively, massive. we know that from the research, they're massively helpful. But there is a point at which, you know, someone with qualifications and expertise should be brought in. However, unfortunately, there are some people for whom it's either, well, for a lot of people, it's financially inaccessible, unfortunately. Probably more of a problem in rural and regional areas, there's geographical inaccessibility. Yeah. And then with your books too, you know, 100 Ways to Happiness, 
What are some of your top hits to get to happiness? If, if I rephrase the question, what's the secret to happiness, which I often get asked, I always say there isn't a secret. And I say that seriously because that's one of the biggest myths. People are often looking for this magic bullet, this mm. holy yeah. grail, you know, what, yeah. what, what Very fancy drink can I, yeah. you know, what kombucha. Yeah. Buy another handbag. <laughs> buy the, so first, it doesn't exist. There's no one thing. Even if it did exist, it would almost certainly be a different thing for me and you and you because we're different people. We're different Backgrounds, organic and, you know, matter. Yeah. So you know, but we're all different. So you know, would it make sense to think that the secret to my happiness is the same as the secret to yours? Are there any sort of like no. fundamental big but, things? But that yes. As a, mm. But that being said, so that's yeah. the caveat. I'll come back and answer. <laughs> so as long as we acknowledge that, yes, there are some big guns, some pillars, or whatever you want to call them, that you know are well researched. Uh, that we know will work for most people most of the time, as long as you tweak them and individualize them. So if we look at them, uh, there's a couple of different models that have been used, but the one that I've built a lot of my career on and I write a lot in my books is that happiness is something you choose. And the first point of saying choose is that it is about making it a priority. Happiness won't happen if you don't decide to make it a priority. It's, and it's the same as anything else. It's like, That's you know, great. It's like physical fitness or, you know, you don't get physically fit and strong if you do other things and you don't go to the gym, you don't get happy if you do other things and don't look up. So that's the first thing. It's about making it a priority and making it an important part of your life. Where which it sounds obvious, but a lot of people don't. When I you know, I do a lot of public corporate speaking, as I said earlier, and I often ask people, if I could guarantee that you'd be happier, how many of you would do the things that I recommend? You know, ninety nine point nine percent of the hands go up. Um, there's usually someone asleep by the time I do that. <laughs> um, but then I don't say how many of you have a happiness plan. Maybe five percent, maybe ten percent. I mean, it's like wealth. You know, if you wanted to create wealth, you've got to have a financial plan, a savings plan, a budget, something like that. If you want to get fit and strong, you've got to have an exercise plan, a dietary that's plan. So, so many people don't do that, hear. and that's what I mean by choosing. That's a great but tip. Choose is also an acronym um, that stands for six key strategies, which I'll very quickly run through. And then if you want to, we can go into more detail. But the C stands for clarity, which is again, be really clear. What does happiness mean to you? Because, again, it means different things for different people. Write it out. Uh, write it out, do a vision board, you know, set clear. It's, it's, it's a form of goal setting, I suppose, but maybe yeah. at a higher level of goal yes. setting. Really, it's about what – because, um, you know, for some people, happiness is – Hamilton Island, yes. that, and that's fantastic. Kiss. Kissing but boys. There's, a, there's a lot of other But that's not for yes. it's not for everyone though. Mm-hmm. You know, so and that's the thing. We we it Someone sounds so obvious, them. but if you're not clear about what happiness looks like for you, you will never get there. People are just often too vague. They just mm. don't. They, you know, would you like so to be happy? So how do you gain more of the clarity without getting too? Deep. You need well, to be specific. Do you need like, to be really yeah. specific to say, well, like having a cup of tea with your what, friends. The, the simple way to start is, I would I would encourage you to imagine your best possible life in whatever time frame works for you. So maybe it's a year, maybe it's ten years, maybe it's twenty, you know, whatever it might be. Imagine you living your best possible life. Absolute, everything is as good as it possible. What would that be? And then and drill down into that in as much detail as possible. What are you doing? Who are you with? Where are you? Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. Most people can't answer those questions. And if you can't answer them, again, you, you don't know what to do to get there. So you're seeking it, really, aren't you? By so it's still it a band effect. Well, then the next step is yes. to work. If Once you're clear so on see, that, you work yep. back and say, well, okay, that's where I want to be. And again, maybe it's 12 months, maybe it's five years, whatever. What do I need to do today, tomorrow, next week to get closer and closer? You know, do I need to get fitter and stronger? Do I need to save more money? Do I need to work on my relationships? Do I need to find a new career? There's... 
again, plan. lots and lots Clarity, of clarity plan exactly which is, plan. again so it's 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 goal setting on steroids i suppose um goal setting on love steroids it. That's, that's wonderful Ooh. the h uh, and so a lot of the other things then come under that so the h stands for healthy living um so physical health and mental health are often talked about separately but i say them very much as mind one body. of the same thing yeah, the, yeah. the whole mind body yeah. debate is either, it's 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 a furphy they're, they're one and the same absolutely and we, and we you think it's disconnected the, at the neck well, really? exactly. I mean, you can't, you can't be happy if you're sick and tired all the time, if you're unhealthy. And a lot of us are sick and tired all the time. A lot of people don't eat well. They don't get enough sleep. They don't exercise enough. There's basic, basic building blocks that also that don't just lead to physical health, but we also know they lead to mental health. I mean, exercise is a potent antidepressant. Exercise is a stress buster. Sleep, or lack thereof, can make a massive difference to your happiness or not. So the, 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 that's the simple part of H, physical health. Um, uh, the first A stands for optimism, which is a mindset, a way of thinking. Uh, some people are natural optimists. Yeah. If you're one of them, fantastic. Yeah. It's yeah. probably one of the best things you can be born with. Mm. But the really good news is if you're not, I mean, I sometimes say I was born a pessimist, but I've chosen to try and be an optimist. And again, I use the metaphor, you know, if I go to the gym every day and do bicep curls, my biceps will get stronger. If I go to the mental gym each day and do gratitude exercises, I can become mentally stronger and more resilient and happier as a result. So, you know, we do, psychology has developed some very effective exercises and tools that you can learn and practice and master and become more hopeful, more optimistic. And again, I, I hinted at, at gratitude, that sort of comes into there as well. Gratitude and optimism are, I kind of said, they're like first cousins. They're, they're different aligned. but related. <laughs> But the second O um, is for others. And this goes back to the point we were discussing earlier. That, um, you know, this is, and again, this is one of the other big myths about happiness is it's not just about me, me, me. If you were to ask me what's the most significant finding that's come out of all of the positive psychology research over the last 20 years, and not just the positive psychology, but the um, clinical psychology and the longevity research, and the, the most significant finding is that other people matter. The most wow. significant thing we beautiful? can do. So this is the new 21st century observation that other people matter in your life. It, it's, I would, it's, if, I to, if I come back to yeah, the question, yeah, is yeah, there a secret? Yeah, there we're a all secret? alone. If there was a secret, yeah. it would, if I was going to say one yeah. thing, I'd say connections, relationships. Wow. Um, now, because a lot of GPs say, um, girlfriend who's going through an issue and the GP said, do, do you live alone? Are you, you know, married? Do you have a circle of friends? And I thought that was great breaking that down. In other words, do you have a support yeah. net? Because she was worried about her. So well, it works that was healthy. It's connection, yeah. reaching out. So that's really interesting you, where you put that. That's, mm. that's well, it works in two ways. One, we know that positive relationships, well, like you talked about mm. earlier in your relationship, mm. positive relationships buffer against stress and depression and misery and anxiety. Mm. They, they protect us in a way. If we've got someone mm. that we can talk to, if I can call you up. And bounce off, yeah. That's yeah. a protective mm. mechanism against a lot of the negative life experiences we have. But then it also works as you know, enhancing the positive experiences. Most of the best moments in our lives, not all of them, because you, you can have fun on your own, but if you think, you know, if I ask people, think about the best experience in your life, almost always... They involve other people to, to some extent. Exactly. Shared. So yeah. there's that saying: "This is yeah. you know, a, a, a problem shared is a problem halved. Mm -hmm. Joy is shared, a, a joy is doubled." Oh, um, no, that's, that's a, a good quote. Write that's that a good thing. So say uh, that take back. Exactly. Um, so that's the second O in cheese. You keep uh, going. Uh, so the S is about strengths. I'm talking that's about psychological strengths, not not physical strengths. But if I again, if I go back to my clinical psychology studies. 
almost all of it was about weaknesses. You know, I, I was actually trained and trained very well mm. to identify faults and failures, where you were going wrong in life. So if you mm. came to me mm. as a clinical psychologist, almost the first hour or two would all be spent on what are you stuffing up? Mm. <laughs> where are you making mistakes? Mm. And then we try and fix them. Yes. Now that, that's not completely inappropriate. It's a, it's not because compl- we all do make mistakes mm. and we're, you know, we're human, we're fallible. And so if you can identify your mistakes and fix them, then great. But if you totally ignore the other side of that, which is that just like we all have faults and failings, we also have strengths. Mm. And for too long, we have ignored that in, in psychology's terms. Anyway, you're missing out on a massive part of that person's humanity. Because again, I mean, you know, I don't know you, but, I'm sh- but I do know you have strengths. I don't mm. know what they are, but everyone has strengths. Most of us underutilize them. So what positive psychology is saying mm. is if we can, well, firstly, we need to be aware of them because you can't do anything if you're not aware, but if what we know is that people that are more aware of and who more fully utilize their strengths are happier and more successful. And this is, it's one of the most profound differences between positive psychology and clinical psychology. It's one of the most important things in parenting too. And, you know, I talk to parents, I say, if there's, you know, if there's one, it's too easy to nitpick your child's problems. And we've all done that as parents, mm-hmm. I think. And, you know, that's, you know, again, as parents, we're human. Mm. <laughs> you know, you see where your kid's going wrong and you want to fix it and that's okay. But it, one of the best things we can do is to identify and talk to them about and shine a light on what's right. Oh, shine a light on their strengths. Mm-hmm. Tell them how mm-hmm. good they are at, what you know, creativity or yes. love or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it, uh, again, give them so that because so that's what we want them to do to take forth into the world. Hundred yeah. percent. So we want Trust a role model. Yeah. If I shine the light on my child's strength, then hopefully yeah. they learn to do it themselves. That's the that's the ultimate outcome. Um, and then I'll just quickly wrap it up. And we yeah, bet, no, and the I'm, e, the e in shoes is um, uh, is about enjoying the moment. It's about enjoying oh. life. And and you know, I, I know I. I fall into the trap. I'm sure we all do at times, or maybe you don't, I don't know, but of taking things too seriously. Yeah. <laughs> I, I take myself and the world too seriously sometimes and you know, politics and global war. You know, there's, there's a lot of serious things that can yeah. get us down at times. Uh, and, and quite rightly, you know, we, we should be concerned about them, but, we, but not to the total exclusion of being in awe of the wondrous world in which we live and the incredible people with whom we live. and the, So it's about enjoying that and appreciating that. And that overlaps again a bit with appreciation and gratitude. It sounds like you did this well a week or two ago, having fun and playing. Yeah, you know, totally. Again, yep, a bit no of matter a, what um, the age. Yeah. Just yeah. who cares? Well, yeah, was, do you find that, sort of attitude. that changes at all as people age? I was just going to say, I did know. an interview recently mm-hmm. about how um, so often, you know, no one would ever argue against a young child playing and having fun. No, you know, no. As a toddler. And, but there's a point at which, and it sort of happens gradually, it sneaks up on us. So, like, you know, when that child, you know, certainly in preschool, play and fun is a big part. But then, you know, they get to proper school and certainly high school and then certainly, but definitely once you get a job, mm. serious job, that we start, again, we get more and more serious, which, again, is not completely inappropriate because, mm. you know, we get responsibilities, but... Ideally, we don't want to completely let go of that fun and play. And that's because it's not just frivolous. It's really good for our health and well-being. One thing I haven't done, which you recommended, was to jump out of a plane. Uh, And tell us why 
Everyone should do that. Uh, uh, that's a big no from over here. Yeah. Uh, so at the risk of disappointing you, um, <laughs> I would never. Did you do it? I have done it, and well, I'd recommend it. You. But uh, but I was strong as I, I. I don't think everyone should do it. No. It's not necessary necessary for everyone to do it. But mes- well, li- literally and metaphorically, fear, there's a lot to learn. So for, uh, it's something I'd always wanted to do, and for different reasons, it never got round to it. At the time that I did do it, I was actually filming a. A, it was actually a big reality TV show, to be honest. Wow. And I was the on-screen um, psychologist involved in this TV show. The producers had chosen a couple of participants literally the day before. One of the participants, like you, just said, no, I don't I don't want to. And that's fine. Yes. I yeah, totally yeah. respect it. They, they were never... After reading what you had done, I actually think I'm going to. because, <gasps> And I didn't think that I ever wanted to do it before. Wow. But it's a real ultimate thing of facing your fear. And I think I'd really like to do it. It's Incredible. a challenge now, um, turning 16 Next year, I think I want to jump out of a plane. Well, uh, I have go. to be there. I, can, I have I can to be there when you land. Highly recommend it. Yeah. For me, it was thrilling, the most exhilarating experience I've already had, but it was also the most terrifying experience I've ever had. Mm. And I tell that story because I couldn't have had that exhilaration and excitement and pure, utter joy without the terror. Yeah. You Interesting, can't necessarily Mark, have it? the best without the worst. And if you hadn't put mm. yourself, that's to, what yeah. I got out of your story too, yeah. if you hadn't made yourself step into that yes. sort of like d- discomfort out go of your comfort mind, because it's so easy to stay in your lane the whole time and I won't exactly. go that way. And that's yeah. exactly yeah. what it is. So a lot yeah. of this is about embracing get discomfort. Yeah. Yes. So you actually have to step out yeah. and like nearly close your eyes do it. But I still look back. That was about 10 years ago. I still remember it and I still look back, as I do with a number of other experiences, saying, if I can do that, I can do anything. And life is a roller coaster. On that note, we're going to have to wind up because I think we would talk to you all day and all night. We've got some fabulous questions for you to wind up. Mm -hmm. Nicola, you could go with the Well, I think we started off a bit before with advice for, uh, (laughs) you are saying, for your Mm. younger self. But really, like, what would now, if you could sort of give... Tim, the twenty-year-old Tim, some advice from your wise head now. What would that <laughs> what be? What would you say? Uh, you're assuming reflection. that I have a wise head. <laughs> yeah, somewhere in there. I'm only, yeah. I'm only slightly less dumb than I used to be. <laughs> I know. Well, what I, I, I kind of hinted at this earlier. I guess I would say it's okay not to be okay. You will be okay eventually, and you're not on your own. You know, don't be afraid to reach out and ask. It took me way too long to reach out and ask for help, and I guess that's one of the things I say to a lot of younger people now is. There are people who will help you, who can help you, if only you let them. And if it's if it's if it's not a friend, if it's not your parents, there's other people. There's always someone there. Open up. Don't be afraid. Next question: If you had a choice of anyone in the world to meet over the back fence, who would that be, and why? I mean, apart from you two. (laughs) I've actually thought about this. Similar question, because I've been asked similar sorts of versions of this over the years, and I, I've got to be honest, and I hope this doesn't disappoint. I'm, yeah. I always struggle to answer with it, because I don't know if you've heard, you know, they often say, don't meet your heroes. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot yeah. of people I sometimes think, God, I'd love to meet him or her or have dinner and a chat with him or her, and then I think, but what if I'm disappointed? Right. In <laughs> so actually, if I were to answer that question, honestly, what I would love to have next door is a really good friend who I could just sit and have a chat to. How beautiful. Yeah. Quiet, um, just the two of you. Quiet. To me, that sums up. It's a beautiful way to finish because we've, we actually honed in on that a lot today mm. in, the, in the conversation mm. about at the end of the day, share it with a friend. 
So well said. And what a pleasure having you today, truly. I saw your article years ago and I kept (laughs) it on my little vision board and here we are. Dr. Happy, I'm giving you your voice, Dr. Happy, in my eyes forever and ever. Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom. Wonderful. And we really would like to have you back. Seriously. We haven't even discussed it. Yep, 100%. (laughs) Well, how good was Dr. Happy? Fabulous. Absolutely amazing. And now we're coming up with a dynamic Muffy Churches who is still rocking in her 70s. Honestly, listen to her. You have the biggest smile on your dial when you finish listening to to Muffy Churches. And those life tips at the end. Yeah, Yeah, she's she's remarkable. Enjoy. Enjoy. You know what? We're all about motivation and being uplifted. And today I am excited, or we're both excited, to introduce the queen of inspiration herself, (laughs) Muffy Churches. Muffy is a leading performance coach, a keynote speaker. Muffy has decades of experience coaching and inspiring both private and corporate clients to help create the exact life they want. Muffy is also a mother, a grandmother, yeah. and proudly in her 70s, and look at you, still <laughs> kicking up. You're amazing. <laughs> so move over, Rod Stewart. Yeah, yeah. Welcome to the house. <laughs> Sam, even Sam just Sam went. Going, we were talking about yeah. your age, and Sam went, sorry? Yeah. 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 You've been in the industry for quite a while, and my God, I was looking up some of the articles that they've written in papers, television, radio, magazines. And I thought, let's have a look at one or two of these Mm. that that Mm. were just articles. Mm. And I thought, for for the listener out there right now going... You know, I'm I'm in. They, uh, there's a term called the dead zone, yeah. and I'm I'm just levitating and I'm going. I'm not. There's no forward movement. Yes. There was one that um, I thought was a goodie. It was the Nature Health magazine, and it said, "Are you suffering from glass half empty syndrome? Mm. Seven ways to fill it up." I know it's only going to be a synopsis, but can you just give us a little bit of help? For someone that is listening is stuck at the moment yeah. around that half-empty yeah. syndrome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think, you know, we were earlier, the three of us were talking about those inner voices and the good voice and the bad voice, the angel and the, the devil. And when we get to that glass-half-empty place, we're letting one of those voices take over. And it's the paranoid voice. I don't, I don't mean that in a strong way. I just mean it's the insecure voice. It's the, it's the voice that thinks that all is not well and will never be good again. And it, it has such a strong hold on us. And so it's a matter of literally shaking that voice up and finding its opposite. Leaning into the, wait a minute, yes, I can do this. Or I may feel empty right now, but I can find things to do today that will fill me up. Make a list. What are the things that fill you? So there are a thousand things you can do to start to come to life again. But one of them, I think when we're in a dark place, one of them that I love Mm -hmm. is to stop, sit down, close your eyes, and try to remember your strengths. Just start to focus on the good things about yourself. What have you done in the past? What are your favorite moments about yourself? What do you love about yourself? Love you know, this. underneath everything, what do you really love? Music to, to my ears, our ears. Yeah, yeah, totally. It's it's truly. You know, we've got to. Sometimes we have. We. I think it's it's important that we we face where we are. I'm kind of going through that myself right now after a big operation and trying to get myself back. And I feel like I love your your term, the dead zone. Die. Yeah. I feel like I'm a little an American bit that turned that zone. But you know, so we, so what we do then is we remember the good stuff. Number one, and that starts to bring some 
some life back into us, hormonally and chemically as well. Just thinking about good stuff will change everything about our body and our thinking. And that's the next step is to shift the thinking entirely. So sometimes what I do when I'm coaching is I'll have people, and these can be executives as well who go through this. We're all the same. You Absolutely. Know, it We're humans. Yes. It's a mindset yeah. stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So have them dump out on a piece of paper, whether they want to share it or not, Every negative thing that voice is saying. I love dump out. Love that term. Just spew it out. Don't edit it. Nothing is too terrible. It's it's just just throw it out there. And then on the other side of the page, find the opposite to that thought. The direct opposite. There's always a direct opposite to it. Cross out the bad one and start thinking the good one. And then there are a lot of techniques beyond that in terms of once you've got that information, once you're starting to create a new way to think, how do you maintain it? How do you keep going with it? How do you make it feel as good tomorrow morning as it's starting Does to feel now. right now? Because in this moment I have, and that's that big sunshine moment, hope. Mm-hmm. Like there's that feeling like, you know, even if the mood lifts just half an inch and they feel just that much better sitting there on the couch going, oh, okay, maybe. You know, it's just that's all we're looking for. It's like little cogs Little in the wheel. Click, click. Yeah. Yeah. Hear this because I think yeah. we always need those reminders. You do yeah. because yeah. some days you're on top of the world yeah, and yeah. you think yeah, everything's going well. Yeah. Another day you slam, you know, and you think, oh, look, I'm not good at this. No. I can't do no. that. And I'm not good enough. Has that. Yeah. So just yeah. hearing yeah. you say that. See, there's simple things too. Simple. You know? yeah. Yeah. Are you ready? The next one. This is the next one here. Yeah. This is from the Success Magazine. Five ways to transfer your negative thinking so i suppose does that relate or cross it's, it's, over or? It, there's a crossover in there yeah. yeah yeah there is there is a crossover there's glass half full we've got yeah. the glass half attitude. full stuff yeah. yeah that's all about attitude now and this one in your negative thinking yes. yeah again some there is some crossover and some similarity there so on this one i mean what you can do is you need to pinpoint what it is that you're negative about right and usually there's a topic you know, mm-hmm. and it's a right. repeat topic usually, yes. and it's yes. been there for 15 years, maybe. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Or maybe it's recent, but that it doesn't matter. So you pick that topic and you start with it, and you sink into it, and you ask yourself questions like, "How is that making me feel?" The fact that I'm thinking this right now, it's this negative thought or these bad feelings. What are the emotions that go along with it? So you mean physically? Physically feel like, it. Yeah. Like, yeah. How do I feel? This is, there's so, so many of us yeah. override that in our society yes. today, yeah. I think. Yeah. You get oh. the chest pain, anxiety. And they go, oh, it's just the that. And run off. Yeah. Yeah. So the body, you're saying the body talks. The body talks. Yeah. So yeah. do you get tingling fingers? Is your stomach in a knot? Yes. Yeah, you're right. Yes. Are you? Is your heart palpitating? Are you waking up early and you can't get back to sleep because you're thinking about this thing, whatever it is? So just start to identify with the fact that you're th- I mean the, the importance of this especially when you're working as a coach Sam you'd know this is that you need to help them identify that what their body is. is responding to this that thinking is not disempowered thinking has, is having a, a really big effect on the body as well as the mind yeah. and the heart so they make that connection and then what we want to do is create a vision for what would be totally different it's our language. You like just it, yeah. have to see yourself. Is this manifesting this, or vision? This or, is, or is that another thing well, altogether? Well, manifesting is a part of this. So these are, it's all in stages. So the first thing you do is identify it, label it, work out what it is that's yeah. bothering yep. you. Then what we want to do is we want to envision the, the actual ideal. So if I don't want to feel like this, if I don't want to no. think like this, how do I want to feel instead? And what would that look like? So you... 
you know, if you picture, if you're angry at an individual mm. and you can see yourself in that relationship and you feel it all the time, now how would it look if I were feeling differently about that person? How would I feel differently? Now, this is the way I'm thinking when I'm angry. And how can I think differently if I were to be forgiving or accepting or non-judgmental or really see their situation from a different perspective or maybe acknowledge that, you know, I don't need to be defensive. Maybe it's not personal. Maybe it's something, you know, there are thousands yes. of elements that you could have a look mm-hmm. at when you think about it or if you're lucky enough to have mm-hmm. someone working with you around it that you can identify. So then what you start to do is envision that instead. And once you can envision that ideal, so that might be how you want to feel tomorrow when you bump into that person at work or see your you know, mother-in-law in the store or whatever it is that's that's the issue. So it's an image. It's an image. Right. It's an image. Okay. So you create the image yeah. that you would like it to be ideal yeah. situation you're, in your you're life. You're actually filming your own movie is what you're doing. Oh. You're, pro- you're producing and directing your own life movie, essentially, yeah, mm. in that instance. So you just see it the way you want it. And I then, can see how that's been the Success Magazine because I can see how like top athletes and whatever one. they always say yeah. to yeah. visualize it, yeah. see it. That's right. You can do it from any any stage of your life. That's at, at any time, in any, any time. way, and on any topic. Yeah. So you see it really strongly, and then so you it's using the imagination it. too, which yes. is something we're not yeah. using enough of. No. In this no. day. So what happens no. after that? So you visualize yeah. it, yeah. and then how do you put it? Into so you got place the image. Then? Yeah. So now you've got a reverse engineer. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's right. You got to. You got to get. I'm loving this. So now, you find the actor, you write the script. That's it. That's Mm -hmm. it. Uh, So you redirect. You just redirect, and you start to think and behave differently you've got sometimes you have to be really strategic about it because it's never easy when emotions take over they swamp us um so it's really hard work but if it's important enough to us we can we can do it and it's it's doesn't take that much time during the day you just have to be pretty sort of disciplined about doing it like every morning when you wake up see that ideal vision in your head again how am i going to think differently wake up wake up and and do it the vision you being American too because I love so many of the American sort of motivations and, and speakers like I was uh, telling Di when I was 15, 16 as exchange student yeah. I went to a positive thinking rally oh. back in the day then and that was just sometimes it was like saying as simple uh, as saying yes it's going to be a good day or no mm. it's not it's yeah. nearly your mindset and yeah. being, you know something as simple as yeah. that so they're kind of true yeah. to an extent yeah. but who are your inspirations and who are you to sort of like I'd love to hear Okay, so I, yeah, I mean, I've got a bookshelf full of so many books. I mean, I just love it. And and, yeah, you know who my fave was? Because he he was the door opener for me, to be honest. And I was probably, I wish I'd been younger Mm. when I first read him. But Neil Donald Walsh, Mm. with all of his books. He's a newbie for me then. I don't know him. Okay. So Sammy. Uh, That's our producer who's switched on. And and she knows it. it. You like him too, Sam? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. the books. Yeah. I thought you were going to say Dow Carnegie. Well, Our there's dads did that. Too. Well, yeah. Yeah, they did the oh, course yeah. back in the day. Yeah, no, yeah. I did. Well, the funny thing is, I mean, I didn't actually. I grew. I was in the states until mm. I was eleven, and then I moved. We moved to Geneva in Switzerland, so I kind of oh. did a lot of my the rest of my growing up over there. So I probably missed wow. a lot of the. Mm. You know, Off some of the American influences. That, yeah, 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 I know. I know. I know. But um. Yeah, so Neil Donald Walsh, he's written a pack of books, and I'll tell you, I was reading one of his books, and he wrote this statement out that said, 
all of our thoughts will fit into one of two buckets. Either it's a loving thought or it's a fearful thought. And I don't know, you know, you just, you, you see or you hear things in, or someone says something to you and you can hear the same thing a thousand times, but then it's the right moment, the right person, the right dialogue. Boom. It just hit me like a rock. And I thought, yeah, that, that I'm going to live with this and I'm going to work out. This is the secret to my, what I wanted was to be more comfortable in my own shoes more often. That, I mean, that was like a life goal at that stage. And I thought, this is it. This is my, this is going to be my map. So every time I would feel agitated or I'd feel negative or I'd feel nervous or I'd feel insecure or whatever it was, I tried to stop myself to examine what it was I was thinking and where that sponsoring fear came from. And it always comes from something silly, something just mm-hmm. not liking ourselves or not feeling good enough or not, mm-hmm. not deserving or all those standard yes. yeah. things that we all feel. And so I could, I could start to identify my, my core issues, basically, my issues. Mm. Issues. Is. Yeah. Yeah. issues. But is, yeah. is, is that part of the, 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 the uh, one way to resolve it is to actually acknowledge it? Yes. And then it can dissipate. If you don't, you're pushing it back down. It just... Yeah collecting more and more garbage. I think so. For me, it is. So that was the secret was to become aware. Awareness first, right? Mm -hmm. And then having a look at it, accepting it, not judging it harshly, Mm -hmm. just accepting it and then choosing to change it Mm -hmm. and then finding ways to do that. Mm -hmm. So... That's great. Uh, that actually. sort of started me down the path of all of this. Well, first, uh, look, it's funny because Nicker and I went to a talk with Muffin. What was it, six years ago? And you know what I love about your book, Coach Yourself, A Seven-Step Guide to Personal Fulfillment? It's teeny. Yeah. If that was big, I would have got back yeah. on the shelf. Yeah. Yeah. Too hard basket because that's me, right? Career, relationship, confidence, it's so yeah. wealth. It's beautifully put and looks so you. concise and easily read. I, I really love this. Oh, I'm glad you did. It was died. my little Bible. That's beautiful. I mean it's it. the church's Bible. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> it's the church <laughs> Bible. Ch- Without, to to it's church. a church you're going when you're not going to a church. Well, I think it's time now it's, for our little signature question. Oh, what is what do you think? Do you want to go? Da, 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 da. Da. Should I be afraid? Uh, no, afraid no, no, no. This is actually right up your alley. Okay. If you had the opportunity to say something to your 20-year-old self. Yeah. What would that be? Okay, 20 years old. I'm zoning in. I always do this. I always go, when I yeah. ask that question. Yeah. <laughs> hey, well, you have to travel back through time. I mean, it's really, yeah. I think, and work yeah. out where I know exactly what I would say. I would, I would suggest to her, I would tell her to try to, we talked about intuition earlier, tap and trust, your, listen to your intuition, and try to push away the outside world a bit, the everybody else's expectations for you, the things that everybody else thinks you should be doing or the way you should be doing it or, you know, yeah, I would just say honor that, listen to it, but don't feel that you have to follow it. I was doing things when I was 20 that I was doing because I thought other people wanted me to. Yeah. And I think, yes. yeah, so that, that would be my what? message to The me. world's yes. changed a lot for women where yeah. do you think that has a big effect? Because yeah. we've actually heard a few women go down that similar road. Yeah. Do you think that the where the world has changed for women, yeah. that, that that 
might change that rhetoric now for a twenty-year-old. Oh, big time! Yeah, I think we can. Because there's a great thing. Yeah, because I'm doing. I'm a good little girl, and I'll do as I've been told, and I've got to be like this, and I must be like that. Well, now it's more individualistic, where you can say, "This is me, myself, and I, and I like to do it this way." Yeah, I definitely. And that's empowering. It's beautiful. Yeah. Now our our infamous question. Oh yes. And if you could share a back fence with anybody on planet Earth, yeah, would it be and why? Who would it be? It's a hard one, Muffy. It's, it's really tough. We, there we, are just so it's many. Really I mean, tough. It's really funny because who comes to you sort of like straight yeah, to your mind? Yeah. You know, well, you can, the, we can always change it. Well, the Dalai Lama. I kept thinking, oh, oh I'm loving it. Mean, no. We're definitely we're there. I mean, that bring was, the herbal tea. That was my first, yeah. in, you know, and I yes, and I thought, yeah. well, can I, I yes, say that? But I thought, she can. What a Do you know what Muffy just said? The Dalai Lama and the screen went off. It did too. I think that's the sign. Well, Muffy, thank you so much for coming in today. Yeah, your spirit's beautiful. You are a living example to all of us of living your best life and going through challenges. You've had your back operations here. Yeah, and look at the smile. And look at the smile. I love you guys. It's fun. I just want to hug you. And life at any age can be great. It can be challenging. It can be hard. But you are an example. And thank you so much. It's a pleasure. Coach yourself. It's skinny, winny, and easy peasy. Easy peasy. Tell show everybody. And thank you for Thank you. Monday's coming around again. Yay. We always love a Monday. But everyone, thank you for listening. And uh, don't forget to rate and review. And how many stars, Daddy, would you like? Um, I think the max is five. So let's go for 10 or 15 or 20 or 25. Whatever it takes you fancy. I agree. Let's all reach for the stars. <laughs> and it means a lot. And it means a lot yeah. for us, for you listening. And we really yeah. appreciate it. And if Very you can share so. to a friend, that's just how community grows. And don't forget to follow us too. It's a little three, tag at the top. Three little dots. Yep. Just, just press just click it. Yeah, really appreciate it. Join the Look tribe. Look forward to chatting with you soon. Ciao.